The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Welcome to Mothership. This is Stephanie, Noli, and Brooke here. Hey guys, so today we are super fortunate to be joined by a pioneer in women's surfing, Miss Laura Bleers. Laura grew up in Waikiki Beach surfing, sailing, and paddling with the Beach Boys. She is a daughter of Lord Tallyho Bleers, a famous wrestler, war hero, amateur surfer, and announcer of many surfing events of the era. Laura entered her first surf contest at the age of 12. In her early teens, she took second place two years in a row at the Makaha International Tandem Surfing Contest with tandem partners Nappy Napoleon and a legendary beach boy named Edward Blackout Whaley. In high school, she swam for Punahou, helping the team win four state championships. That's awesome. At the ah. age of 22, Laura won the 1972 Makaha International Surfing Championship Women's Title. In 1973, legendary Fred Hemmings invited her to be the first woman to compete in a men's event, so along with 30 other men, guys, um, in the Smirnoff World Pro-Am Surfing Championship. She was also the first woman to win a check at a pro surfing event at the Winner Take All at Sunset. Throughout the 70s, she competed internationally and was named the top female surfer in Hawaii and in the world. Her success in the surfing world brought her international fame with appearances in various magazines, rumor has it, including Playboy, which we're going to circle back to, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> advertisements and television shows, including ABC's Superstars and Challenge of the Sexes. In 1976, Laura made the cover of People magazine and was captioned as the World Tigress of the Waves. <laughs> After having her son Dylan, Laura focused more on paddling. She steered captain and coach for the Lahaina Canoe Club and Napali, Napili Canoe Club on Maui for over a decade. She won state championships and steered the Molokai Channel more than a dozen times with her sister Carol, who is also an accomplished paddler. Amazing. These days, while she still regularly surfs and paddles, Laura swims every day and teaches aerobics to Kapuna uh, at Lahaina Pool. I would also add that she is a huge fan watching her grandkids play multiple sports. That's what I see. Absolutely. <laughs> um, she embodies the aloha and humility of Duke every day. And in 2023 was inducted into the Outrigger Duke Kahanamoku Foundation's Hawaii Waterman Hall of Fame. Whew, so basically, oh. <laughs> we are in the presence of a legendary water woman, Amano Wahine. Guys, welcome, Auntie Lara Clears. Aloha. Yay. That's a lot. <laughs> We're not worthy. We're not worthy. No, no. Holy moly. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. I think I forgot a couple things in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How did you how did you even get started loving surfing? Well, um, uh, as you know, as uh just mentioned by Brooke, my dad moved a professional wrestler, moved us to Waikiki um, in the 
not all the way to the, the late 50s, so like 57, 58, he came to wrestle in Hawaii, went to Japan and said, I'm moving my family back to Waikiki, then went back to California, did a couple of trips. We came on the Matson lines and we basically were right there in this building called old Judge Steiner's building, right where you see the Moana Surf Rider, right to the, if you're facing Kai, the ocean to the left. We lived in a building there on the top. I don't, my dad's this unbelievable one big room and we surfed every day we went down to the beach and the beach boys were all there and my dad you know was friends with all of them and they took us surfing and my dad surfed and my mom surfed and taught us at baby queens and we just loved the ocean and the water anything to do with water and that's how it all began is it began at waikiki uh, magical waikiki oh i can't hear you now it's it's so it you know I mean you're you 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 do you have a book written about you? <laughs> no, but I uh, we keep on saying we're gonna. Everybody keeps on telling me to do that. There's so much. It's just I'm so unorganized. Know, Whenever I'm, I'm doing, <laughs> it's it's just like I fly by the seat of my pants all the time. So it's like, you know, um, all these things that have happened and that I've done. It just is organic. It just happens. And my dad would say. You know, I used to surf against the boys when I was little and, and also do paddleboard races because there wasn't that many girls, but there were some. And my dad said, if you're going to have fun, go, go paddle, with, uh, go race the boys, you know, or the, you know, way back when we were little, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, there's so much to tell. There's, uh, uh, you know, I really should, you know, my dad should have uh, written a book and, and maybe I still can, you know, there's so much to tell, but it was just wonderful being raised in Waikiki. I mean, you wouldn't want to be raised anywhere else. Yeah, I mean your your story though it has been shared, and I mean you surf with the grace. You're great yourself, and you've accomplished so many firsts and broke so many barriers, and you know got to you know be among um you know these great names out there. And, and looking back, you know, do you ever think? You know, my goodness, how lucky was I to like be a part of that I, the good old days because it's changed so much, right? I I do so much because you know those days. It's my dad is very simple. I mean, he my dad um, was in the British Navy. He fought for the United States. He was a prisoner of war. That's another whole story. And when he, we came over here, he's a simple man, and he just he knew that it was simple here. And the Beach Boys, everything was just honesty and, and sharing and, you know, we, well, how we say aloha, which, you know, is everywhere in the world that we have aloha here. And it was, uh, he, everything was simple. You just go to the beach and you have a nice warm meal at night and you go to school. When I went to Thomas Jefferson at the beginning and, you know, he, it was just simple life. And, and the beach boys at the beach were, you know, so much of our life, you know, took us out in the canoe and taught us about the water taught my older brother, Jim, um, Jimmy Blairs, who was a world champion, how to go look on the sand for coins when the waves came up and taught him patience. And then the ocean taught us respect and, you know, having fun, you know, like Duke Hanamoka said, the best surfer out there is the one who's having fun. And that's, that's true. Cause I can just have fun watching people when I'm sitting out there, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you accomplishing so much, 
was it ever about like competing or it, it seems like it was more about just going out and having fun at the time right and just just yes, but the time it was pushing your limits yeah yeah at the time it was just like having fun and then there isn't competitiveness in me so then it i would get competitive and like you can see in different of my siblings you know not as competitive and then i'm you know so into it you know but my dad just made sure as it as i started to progress it make sure you're having fun doing it don't get mad. It's not worth it. So just you're going to have fun because, you know, surfing, they judge how you surf. It's not like who gets to the finish line first. So the subjectiveness to that and everything. So he just said, you know, if I'd ever say, I can't believe it. He goes, Laura, if you're not going to have fun, don't do it. And I go, no, no, I'm having fun. You know, I just wanted to tell you that, you know, yeah, <laughs> kind of a thing. But all the things that happened when I look back on it, like when I got inducted into this, the Hall of Fame here at Outrigger, the Duke Hanamako Foundation, then I had to start looking for all the things like, where's the papers? My dad's not here to, you know, they're all over in piles all over the house. Like my son, Dylan's like, mom, you, you got to find them and then shoot them to me. And I'll try to put something together for you. Cause it, he knows I'm kind of the unorganized one of the family and stuff. But then I started thinking, wow, that, that was really neat that Fred Hemmings asked me and said, Hey, you serve big waves and we want you to be a pioneer and get, the first woman will, you know, we're going to invite you to surf against men. And that'll be like a promo to get you guys started. Of course, I'm like, no, we should have been there already. Like the women should be starting first with everybody, not waiting. But that's just the way it was. We'll take what we can get, you know. And so and then it was like, yeah, sure. I'm honored, Fred, to do that. So the thing just progressed. And then we'll have, um, OK, now we're going to have one heat winner take all. And then I, we're like, OK. So one heat, and then I ended up winning. So it was awesome at sunset. So then that got me like, oh, I never really thought, oh yeah, you got the first check because they gave me that big check like they do on TV, on the TV shows, like written out in the big, or you see it on any <laughs> kind of stuff. It was like thousand dollars, and I'm like, oh, it's like a million dollars, you know. <laughs> um, but so those things just everything just started kind of just going off of that, and something happened, or just you know the next thing. Do you want to do this and? How about getting invited to that? It just, you know, it's just really a, amazing. So when I think back on on that, I'm, I thank my parents for moving us over here and and just having the life we had in, in Waikiki and living in Hawaii because it's the best place. Yeah. Well, you even beat you know? guys, so, right? I mean, in the yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah, one time. I did. <laughs> wow. So, okay, so among your, among the many titles and, and, and achievements, you also, you know, broke barriers as well by even having the courage to go on Playboy. Right. That's, okay, so that, that's another thing that fell in my lap. I'm surfing at Makaha and somehow somebody from We Magazine that's, um, owned by Playboy, took these pictures of me surfing. And of course I'm real young and everything surfing and wearing a regular bikini and stuff like that, you know, and and uh, took these pictures and put it in a, in We Magazine, We Magazine. And I think it said, uh, what do you say to a naked, uh, no, it didn't say, what do you say to a naked surfer? It was just something like that. And it was just a little small little thing on a page. And then from there, then they just asked me, oh, would you do um, a, a spread? Not, not the, uh, not the cover girl or the the main girl, just the other girl. And then I was like, wow, I wonder if, I... then I asked my dad too. And he goes, well, it's a nice magazine. If you want to do it, things will come along with it. You might have, 
get teased or something might happen and ridiculed, it's up to you. And if you want to, you know, we'll back you up. And so that, and I ended up going, okay, I'll do it. So I went and surfed naked. Everybody wants to surf naked. <laughs> so <laughs> I did that at Yokohama and we had the kind of had the whole beach to ourselves and, and stuff. So it was done real, real nicely, you know, and it was kind of under that, um, we, we don't need to prove anything, but it was kind of like somebody could be an athlete and somebody, somebody who's an athlete can also be, you know, pretty and sexy and everything. So it was kind of like, you know, we don't really need to prove it, but that's kind of how that kind of felt like. So you're an athlete and then you can do this, which people do all the time. So it just so happened to be surfing. And so I ended up doing it. And, and even though I've had a couple things sometimes said, I just kind of go, you know, just drop the mic. It's okay. I'm, I'm happy I did it, you know, so I don't need to say anything else. I mean, of course, I don't want to talk to my grandkids about it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, they'll find out sooner or later. No, that, that's super admirable. That's super ad admirable, courageous, and um, you know, you're you're a status, you know, symbol as well. And I mean, you made waves, you know, in paddling because you have a passion for paddling too, and swimming. Yeah. I mean, you're aqua woman. Yeah, aqua woman. Yeah, yeah. aqua woman. That's a good one. I love swimming. My dad was a, a breaststroke swimmer. And he didn't get to go. He was going to go to the Olympics, but then he went and fought in the war. But he was all about swimming. So when we were little kids growing up, he always um, taught us to swim when we were very young. And even swim in clothes, he'd make us go in the pool and then stand there and say, if you ever fall in the water with, you know, clothes on, you can't panic. You got to take them off and swim slow because it's going to weigh you down. So he, he was always everything about water being safety and calm, being calm and, and how to help people if they're in trouble, how to swim up to them. He was just always about that. And I said, if you ever have kids, you need to teach them to swim before they walk, just like I did to you. Like they could fall in the river, they could fall in the ocean. They got to know how to swim. So it was always about, you know, in the water. And we just love the water, you know, so it's just second nature to be in the water. You know, you kind of feel like a like you're flapping a fish out of water if you don't get to the ocean. And we have such beautiful ocean over here and, you know, beautiful waves and just beautiful everything. <laughs> no, no. I always feel at peace when I'm in the ocean. Do you, do yeah. You it's so true. When you go to the ocean, like I even, I've tell them, told my friends, because when we were little, they used to tell us to go to the ocean, like, oh, you get a cookie, you got to cut, you just go to the ocean and clean it. Well, can't do that now. But <laughs> also, if you need to calm yourself, as soon as you go surfing or you go in the water, it's some something is like takes everything away for that moment you're there. It just feels to, so good and just going underwater and coming up and just being in the it's so alive and so natural. It's just such a good good feeling to to go into the water, you know. And that's why when I stopped doing my canoe com competitive paddling, I grabbed the my goggles and a cap and started going back to my swimming like Puno because that's all I had to grab and not meet my six girls or 12 girls and you know all this Tolikia, this and that or who's there who's late just go do what you got to do and so I, I I started to bring that back and just you know I just I love to just go swim so I just started continuing to do that and it keeps me keeps, keeps my back feeling good and keeps me um strong you know got to do something you love to stay in 
in good shape or fairly good shape. You got to do something you love, not something that somebody tells you. If you do this, you get on the Stairmaster and then you go, well, most people are just hanging their purses on the Stairmaster. They're not using it. <laughs> it has to be something you love and then you can get the, the good feeling. Yeah, I I love all this stuff you're talking about, Auntie. So, you know, so it's a mothership podcast, right? Can you talk about kind of your motherhood journey too and share share yeah. what it was like having Dylan and yeah, yeah. So I met I met uh, well we all met at the beach. So um, Dylan's dad, um, Cyrus, meet Kalinani Ching, and Dylan is Dylan meet Kalinani Ching, and Ileo has Halinani in his name too. Warm house, a beautiful house. I met the the Ching boys. They went to um, the dad was a fireman at Waikiki Fire Station, Valentine Ching, senior, and um, so we all we all hung out at the beach and played and and surfed and everything like that and um, just every day after school and um, uh, having Dylan, you know, as soon as you have your child, it's just another new wonderful the best thing in the world that can happen. You don't really think that. And then when you do, it's awesome. And so well, we moved to Maui when uh, Dylan was small because my sister said, hey, I have a house in Paia and we're going to Tahoe and work in the same company I work for now. You can have our house at $75 a month. And we said, okay, we're on our way. We'll bring Dylan, we'll bring the truck and our surfboards. And um, Vaughn was a, in construction and I we came over and I ended up working in a health club and surfing. So it was was really great. And then we made our way to West Side, and then Dylan made his way to go to Kamehameha schools. I mean, I attended Punahou, and we tried for three schools, but that was the first one, and it turned out to be a great fit. Yeah. And so then now I have my grandkids, and it's it's the best thing is having your your child, and the next best is your grandkids. <laughs> so, oh hi, I didn't get to talk to you yet. Noli. Yes. I love your positivity. How do you, you know, did you ever encounter any struggles? It mm. seems like, and, and how do you get through that? Because you're such a positive person with just very present. Was there anything difficult for you? Yeah, there was times that it was difficult. Like, um, I know when I went to school, there was, a, you know, there were some times when most of the time everything was good, but I had to encounter a couple things where uh you know somebody you know followed me and maybe wanted to fight me but it never happened and I I, I and I and I was when I was young and and we were I was just fine because we ended up like nothing happened so that was you know because we never really had anything really like that bad and anything we just kind of kill them with kindness kind of thing and so is and that struggle and then um you know um Mostly my dad always taught us um, to keep our chin up and, you know, always keep our chin up. And if you're honest, you're going to be okay. If you keep being honest, just remember that. So you can get out of anything and you can endure anything. If you're honest and you just, you work hard and you fight, fight for yourself and, you know, and have that kind of, so he brought that positive um, attitude to all of us. I think when, you know, knowing what your parents' life is like, and then you, you're you so lucky to have your life, then you kind of go, wow, and they had to do all that. And we're just kind of having it, we have it so much easier, you know? So he just taught us to, you know, always do our best. And 
enjoy life and make the best out of life, you know, because you're, you know, life is fleeting. You got to, you, you got to keep doing good. And when something bad happens, you still got to do good anyway, you know? Mm. So that's kind of the way. I don't think I had too many other struggles, like, you know, besides the regular day in, day out, like maybe working or, you know, you know, trying to make ends meet. Sometimes I did have that at some, at some point, but we, I always made it because my dad and my mom were simple. I think it was easier for us because we were just simple. So we didn't want for a lot of things because everything was around us was enough, you know? So I think, I think that's why he always taught us to work hard. So I always worked, you know, worked in a health club, worked in a health club over here, still teach exercise yesterday. I teach one tomorrow. I teach in the hotels. And so um, I, I teach at a resort and I keep doing that. And I, I love doing that. Yeah. Are you still paddling, surfing? How do you keep yourself in shape as you are? Okay, so I'm not paddling anymore, um, but I am surfing, but swimming more than surfing. So I always have to get ready. Like I keep going, oh no, August is coming around and and the surf, the um, the legend surf, I surf in the legend surf contest in Waikiki. So I got to, you know, get my, my, my surfing back in, but I usually always swim because I know I can do the swimming to do the swim race. You got to keep practicing. So you can't just jump in cold when you're racing because you just blow up, you know, and you just bog. The same thing with canoe paddling. You got to practice it. And surfing, it's like riding a bike. You might get up and do a little ah, wipe out. Why did I wipe out? Like, you know, you're about, you know, you're not just not warm up into it. So I, I keep active with that. The paddling, I miss it. I really miss it. But I don't do, I don't go and join anymore because of the other things in my life. And most of the time I just jump on an airplane once a month and come go over to watch my grandkids play sports and then help out the family with the, uh, help my family out with uh, when they go on a trip or, you know, if I can help out any way, you know, and um, um, I, I go do that a lot and just, uh, just like to enjoy, enjoy that. To see them at Waikiki at um, Duke's restaurant and that's the same beach where I hung out and now they're running up the beach and running into the restaurant and getting a, a smoothie from the bartenders and going out on the canoe with the Dee, Dee the beach boy next to Dukes. It's just this memory of us as kids, just a little bit farther down doing the same thing. But we didn't have, you know, our dad wasn't working in the restaurant where we could just sign the tab and get smoothies and burgers all day, <laughs> you know, but it's the yeah. same, it's the same, you know, and you kind of see it. The beach boys take them surfing and, you know, and, and as you see, it's like a circle, a full circle, same beach, you know, more buildings, but you still got the magic. When you look toward the ocean and you look toward Diamond Head and you look at the ocean and you see everyone having fun out there, it's just magic. Waikiki, I don't care how crowded it is. It's magic out there. It's fun. Well, I'm glad that you talked about that because I was going to ask you what, what are the differences that you see back in your your days of hanging out in Waikiki and honestly I wish I wish we could do a time yeah. travel just to experience it it just sounds so and, and when you say simple that's like the good old days you know um yeah you're absolutely right because back in that day I mean I look and see and I was like wow I mean I got black and white pictures of you know my dad and my mom and us sitting on the canoe with one of the beach boys like blackout or or nappy or, or just so many of them and we're just they're sitting there you know like you know 
we're going to go out and surf and there's uh, there's not that many people there and there wasn't as many buildings there's like one tv show that shows my dad in the back of the sur two surfboards and my mom in the front of two surfboards and us four kids walking in between across Calicao with no cars and so my dad would go like this you know in our day you could walk across Calicao with a blindfold on <laughs> You can check the surf. You check the surf from Kalakaua. Not look, looking, we got to get to the beach center, like everywhere. And just so there's so many people and it's so crowded and everything, you know, it's like when we were there, it was, just, it was like, almost like when I was staying there for three months during COVID, taking care of the kids while um, Dylan and Kanoi worked. We sat in Dukes and we couldn't go on the beach, but we'd go on the water. I was like, Wow, and when we could go on the beach, there was hardly any of us, and we were like surfing with all, it was like back in the day. The water was clean, and mm -hmm. it, it was like, wow, you know, and everybody would say like, my classmate, John DeFries goes, if we could just free, if we could do this every year, like close it down for like a month, you know, and just let everything rest for just one month, and everything would get clear, and then bring everybody back. It was just kind of like a pipe dream, you know? And it's like, that's how it was. Everything got clear and the beach was clean and, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, about, what about surfing has changed and even the surfing community? Because, I mean, I, you know, read in your bio that, you know, you learned, um, you know, tandem surfing and, and there were, you know, I don't, were there that many competitions, tandem surfing back in the days too? or was that No, because, fun? no, then it was just the Makai International Surfing Championships. They always had tandem and then that grew and it's kind of like, you know, they had it in the ocean fest. Like, I don't know if they had it last year, but they did bring it back. But I know in, in the mainland, they have competitions, but the tandem surfing is awesome. And we did it in the international Makai International Surfing Championship. And I literally, my dad said again, Hey, Laura, Nappy wants you to do go out in the parking lot over there and practice some things. So you're going to enter the contest. And that's how I did it. Although when I was little, I surfed Waikiki with a beach boy. And I have the picture. I think I sent you the picture of me doing hula hoop on the shoulders of a beach boy coming down Waikiki. Did I ever send that to you? No, you I have heard to, the though. story. I heard the story. That's so cool. Share it. You have to send it to us, Auntie. Yeah. And it was um, actually Clarence Maki was the photographer on so many pictures, do Kanamoka pictures and everything. And it was on the, on the advertiser, you know, Lord Blair's daughter's doing something like that. But um, so I did it then because when we were kids, they would take us out on the board and you real small and they get up, uh, lay you on there and then they'd stand up and they go get up and they just pull your arms like you pull a kid up on, they fall and you stand right next to them and then they'd surf on the wave and get the feeling and then they kind of let, let you go and you're standing right up against them so that you're not going to fall and after that you're standing in front of them and then you're surfing and then later on they go you're ready for your own board, you know. That's how, what, how it was too. Either that or they push you at Baby Queens. My dad would push us in and my mom would wait on inside and then catch us and then turn us and push them back out. You know, that's how you learned. And then gradually they said, hey, you're ready to go out there. Be careful, you know? But it was really, what a life. What a life. Yeah, so cool, so cool. So oh my cool. gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice to share that because, and that you guys can feel it, you know? Oh, yeah. you know what it would be like yeah you know? it almost and even when you're explaining it and kind of moving the camera it almost seemed like we're on a board oh, <laughs> no, 
no 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 <laughs> it's like like it's like kind of like you know stand up and uh, we're kind of yeah i was getting that. excited but yeah no but you know and and what's really cool is like through talking with you i can i sense that your father was a very 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 central figure very important in your life and 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 and, yeah. and who you are today like um, you know, he was a showman and I see a show woman in, in you, you know, that I know he was, he, yeah. Cause he got into the way we got to stay in Honolulu, the family, when you're wrestling, you can't have the same 10 guys wrestle each week. Nobody yeah. wants to watch the same 10. So they'd have to go. So he started promoting so he could stay. So we came back on the Luralene said, I'm going to promote so I can stay here. And then I'll bring the guys in and send them to Japan and go back continental United States and come back and we bring them back and forth. So, and a few got to stay, you know, like Ripper Collins got to stay and cheaply white wolf. And then they bring in the other guys to wrestle them. And it was just really colorful, really neat people. Having a father that you're going to watch wrestle is <laughs> you're watching him around all these Tosh Pogo and, you know, Fuji Fujiwara and all these, these guys, I mean, you might not have heard of them, but they were just very colorful. Curtis the Bully, Okea, I mean, gosh, there's there's some names oh. there. And then a lot of that so, is like, he hate, well, he's like a different person, right? Because he's not he's not your dad. He's a character. He's like playing somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And when we used to yell at the Civic Otter term, you're too young to know about that. There was where before Blaisdell, and now it's HIC, that we were at the Civic Auditorium and wrestling was there and then roller derby was there. And we used to watch them set up the roller derby and be like, oh man, that would be a fun thing to do. And they're like watching them do practice that. And then wrestling would go in and we'd go. And one time when we were watching and I forgot who, and it wasn't Andre the Giant, I can't remember, but we were watching and it was a battle royal. And my dad was getting hung out of the ring and someone was pulling him in. And uh, pulling him out and we were like leave our dad alone and we were in the front row and then my dad said no more front row for you guys you guys got to sit in the loge so we sat in the <laughs> loge because we we're like yeah leave and like we wanted to jump in there or something you know <laughs> so funny <laughs> yeah so like what you know um what advice do you have for um you know as Brooke mentioned this is a podcast where you know a, a lot of our listeners are parents um, you have such a just a colorful, you know, growing up and childhood, um, and and even a bright even future right now in your seventies. Um, yeah, you're, you're still really you're a great woman and and beaming. And I would love to hear advice, you know, that you could offer our listeners who are parents on you know how to provide that same growing up, you know, uh, upbringing that you experienced, um, any words of advice that you could share? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, your family's first and always be involved in your family and your children and whatever they want to do, embrace it. Like, you know, what, you know, whatever it is, you be part of it, encourage them always, but just be part of it and always be there, always be there. Because I mean, if you're not there physically for part of the time and you're there when you can be it, that's what it means but always you know always listening and, and I've uh, body language is is a big thing for me and I can tell I, I, uh, body language and the way people look it's all about feeling good that's what my dad always and my mom my mom's pure Italian and she was strong in our family 
uh, let my dad was, you know, always the, the real loud one, but she, you know, she was like there too. And it was always, you know, being strong for your family and always doing your best and supporting them. But, but also if they didn't feel good inside, you know, then you got to find out what makes them feel good inside. So they don't have to do what you did or you, what you want them to do. They got to feel mm -hmm. good. And whatever that is, for me, whatever that is, is, you know, my, I might be extreme in it because, you know, I, I'm more extreme. Like as long as you do your best, your grades are okay. As long as you do your best, if you're telling me you're doing your best, I'm not, you know, you don't have to come out with any certain grade, just do your best. If you need help, let me know. I'll get help for you, you know, but other than that, you are good enough what you are, you know, everybody is somebody important. Everybody is somebody, you know. And I feel like that about every person, you know, you just embrace other human beings, you know, the human race, and you want everybody to feel good about themselves, you know, see somebody hurting, just beam love to them. Just, people always remember how you make them feel. They always remember how you make them feel, you know, and so they don't have to know who you are or anything, but they, they know the love. They know the caring, you know, but anyways. No, it's such so good. I know. I don't know. And I'm grateful that you took the time to to talk to us, Auntie too. And I we I met you from the soccer field, right? And I yeah, I told the girls, I'm like, we have to talk to Auntie if I can get her to join us because you're just your energy. Um, before even speaking to you, you can feel it, and you embody everything you just said. So, um. That's why I was like, I need, please, can you join us? It's just, you know, such a I'm blessing. So, I'm so honored to, and just to see you three friends doing like top story, like it's the best. That's like, that's the best thing to do is talk story. You know how when you talk story, like it's like, I always tell my friends, you know, when I talk story with my son, Dylan in the car, kind of like Andy Bumata used to have in the car. And he's a friend of mine too, from way back. I talk to him and that's the only time, but if you can find the time, you know, it's like you doing this is like so nice just to talk story. You know, it's not so regimented, but you can get the feeling from you three and then the feeling from the person you're talking to. So everything comes out from the heart, you know, it's not so, um, you know, it's important and the questions are very important, but it's a very comfortable feeling. And you three are best friends, right? College. Yeah. Yep. That's so yeah. cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really thank lucky. you very much. Well, Auntie Laura, it was such a pleasure to talk to you and meet you because of all your accolades. Not only that, but what you said on this podcast, just that ending part really got to me. Like as parents and, and human beings, we forget to we're so regimented about things and we want our kids to be better than us. And it's all a it's a rat race, right? But yeah, um, I love love that you said you know, support your kids, even if it's not what you did, do what they are passionate about, right? And yeah, absolutely. And, and you and you embrace that for your kids. You don't hold it against them. You you go full heartedly and wholeheartedly into it and wholeheartedly into whatever you do. The listeners don't don't know out there, but this whole interview, you're actually you're just smiling the whole time. Well funny <laughs> story and just contagious and it was a good reminder for me because sometimes your kids don't 
do what you want to do, but it's okay, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a good it, yeah. Way. I mean, it is. I mean, even you know, even uh, my son is now a parent, and I have grandkids. I still think of him as my baby, and I, I you know, I still want him to to feel good. And you know, sometimes we don't agree. You know, the Puna, I'm Puna to them, and so they all call me Puna. Now everybody calls me Puna. All the other kids, I don't mind at all. But you know, so you just you just want them to feel. I still want my son to feel good. I want every human being just to feel good. Feel good. You deserve it. You know. Yeah, That's welcome. Honestly, thank you. Yes, just like what Brooke and Noli said. Thank you so much, Antilara, for speaking with us and also for really taking us back to that time where we we can just live through you and, and your memories and. I would love to read a book about all your memories and, you know, the wonderful time. I know I should do that. Yeah. I would really love that. Yeah. And, and I I'd leave you with like that. to buy a bottle of your essence too. <laughs> when we're having a down day, but, ah, I feel like Auntie Laura now. <laughs> I, just, Laura. I know. I just, I remember there's one of those, that one thing I always think of that one song, catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. It's like when you go in the water, when you said you feel good when you go in the water, it's the same thing when you're surfing whether you dive in the water or anything. And yeah, there's one thing too, you know, you just got to, I never really thought about um, you, you, your age. Yes, you are. You do think about it because people reminding you, of, yeah, you know, you're getting older, but really if you keep going and staying as strong as you can and have a good attitude about life, it'll help you through some of the things that the aches and, and stuff, but there's, there's no reason to say, oh, you're this, so you can only do this. It's, you can keep going and you'll find your way. Just just don't let anybody say that, you know, oh, you can't do that because, you know, this might happen to you. No, no, you just keep going. You just keep going, you know? You just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imua, Imua. <laughs> Wait, so are you on Maui now or are you on Oahu? I'm on Maui, but I fly over there like once a month or so, sometimes more. I'm always going over there. I came, yeah, I go about once a month for sure. I'm working and I teach exercise class and then I fly over for games and then my son, them go on a trip. I go take care of the animals or I take care of the kids when the wife and him go. And But I go once a month because I just want to be around my family. Yeah. So I live in Napili and, you know, we're, we're um, you know, it's hard because of our fire and the tragedy and, and stuff. But, you know, again, we're being strong for that too over here. And, and the people that are coming to visit were, they're really, really kind, you know, and, and the people that are here that are struggling, they're kind too. So it's just like another thing of just being kind to everyone, you know? And, and so, so I'm over here and I work where I'm working around everybody in, in Kanapali and got everybody down there and, and people visiting and supporting us. And people are just handing like a card to me and, and it says you're loved with $20 in it. I'm like, Hey, where are you? I'm trying to run through the shopping center going, thank you. You didn't need to give me the, <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there's acts of kindness like that. Well, an, yeah. act of, an act of kindness can just be a smile, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that's an act of kindness. Totally, totally. Oh man, we gotta go catch a wave on a canoe, man. That would be fun. I want to hang out with yeah, you. So much fun. <laughs> well, I'll go down to Waikiki and get a, go in the, oh, Didi and, uh, Go catch, it's so fun going in the canoe. 
I can steer it, Russ. Let's do it. Yeah. And then we'll go to Duke's afterwards. We'll go to Duke's afterwards. Yeah. yeah and get smoothie. On, on me. On me. But I know, I know Dylan. I know Dylan's wife. And I just want to say that I loved it. And Dylan's so such a nice guy. And you did a great job. Oh, you know my son Dylan? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> yeah, he's just like his name. Um, Dylan Meet the Meek Show, Inherit the Earth, Halinani Warm House. I oh he's like that. He's just he's like that. He's not as talkative as me, but he's a, a quiet leader. Oh, I'm yeah. the steersman loud leader. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you one thing the same heart. Yeah. One thing funny, he only lets me yell three times at the games. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's his kids, but when he was a kid. Running down the field, yelling at him. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. Oh, man. I loved all that love and support. Thank you so much, Auntie Laura Blair. You're welcome. On the mothership. Thank, yes. thank all three of you. I just love it. I'm so honored. Thank you so much. And um, ahoy ho. Yes. Thank you for everything. Thank Aloha. you. Take Aloha. care, everyone. Aloha.